My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about our theme, that we are not alone in anything. I'm talking with alcohol-free and mindset coach, coach Chrissy Janiga, and today we're going to talk about how, you know, when we're feeling alone and frazzled, when we're feeling pressure to succeed, um, the need to relax, um, sometimes just the pressure to shut down and get through life, um, you know, some of our habits can keep us stuck, can keep us there. And if we watch that and watch what we put into our bodies and watch how we nurture ourselves, there is a lot of intuition available to us and a lot of success and, and paths to success that we may not be able to see if we're kind of numbing out. So um, I'm really excited to talking. I'm really excited to talk to her today. And um, how are you today, Chrissy? I am so great. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I look forward to our conversation. So what do you do as an alcohol-free and mindset coach? How do you help people, um, you know, kind of get clear and understand the right path for them? Absolutely. So this is such a good question. So, you know, I, I look at what I went through and I think a lot of us think about either taking a break with alcohol or we have these just periodic thoughts of like, God, maybe this drinking isn't a good thing for me. So I really teach people to kind of hone in on that intuitive thought that we don't have to have, a, you don't have to know how you're going to get there, but listen to that intuitive thought. And so I really help people maybe that are thinking about stopping alcohol or taking a break. And then, you know, once they get in the midst of taking a break from alcohol, if they're like, you know what, I, I really want to try to make this something that I can really sustain. Well, how do we work on that? How do we work on limiting beliefs? How do we look at work at like societal norms and all the things that, you know, that we get since we're like a little kid, right? So because alcohol is all around us, uh, you know, it's in kids movies. And so how do we break free of that? And also, again, like I said, the mindset piece, because sometimes with the things we tell ourselves, we don't realize what we're doing and how that's impacting us. And I really feel like when we're looking at going alcohol free, like having community, knowing we're not going to have to do it alone and just having a lot of support can really help us. And lastly, I also work with people on, you know, after you go alcohol free, now what, now what do we do? Um, a lot of us are like, you know, I did this really cool thing, but now what do I do? So really helping people with purpose, fulfillment, and just really kind of just being connected. And again, and having that like support that, Again, you don't have to do this alone. There's so many people that are struggling and feel the same way. 
Yeah, I love that. And I, I love that, you know, a couple of things that you mentioned on your application to come to the show um, were, were really cool. And also what you're just saying now is that it's not based on morality. Is this a good or bad thing? You know, am I a good person or a bad person because I do this? It's about listening to that inner voice that says, hey, I, I've got more planned for you. If you'd get clear, I'd give you some instructions, but you just, you know, you've muddied the waters and you can't hear me. So it's, it's about that feeling of what's right for you and not about saying like, this is good or bad, right or wrong. Cause um, I think people might get stuck on that as well. Like a, it's, is this a self-judgment? Um, and also uh, you mentioned like not being an alcoholic, like knowing that you're not completely addicted and yet it's a habit that needs to be broken. And I think that's, that's an interesting kind of intersection that you come at this from. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I think what kept me stuck and, you know, through the majority of my thirties, I had so much mental energy to think about how I'm going to go to something, maybe drink more water. Maybe I need to eat more, you know, hoping that I'll remember something. And it wasn't all bad. Um, but it was so much mental energy and what kept me stuck now that I can, you know, reflect now that I've been alcohol free is one of two things. One, I didn't know going alcohol free was an option. I thought it was just for people who are alcoholics, you know, people that had to be so bad. And when in reality, if you look at an alcoholic, it's a label, it's not an actual medical diagnosis. Mm. And so I think once I realized, oh, you can just quit something if it's not serving you, if you, you know, you don't have to be rock bottom. And so realizing that there's other people that have done this and has experienced it. And it's okay if you think that your drinking is interfering with something, because most times you are right. We have a value system. So, you know, things that a lot of people I talk to value their health, their mental health, their family. And when you look at alcohol, it impacts all of those things and makes us feel really awful. And we feel guilt. We feel all these emotions, but we're told, well, you have to be this, you know, you have to be really bad to get help. So I think, you know, that's kind of the message I like to tell people to normalize what you're feeling is so normal. So many people feel it. They just don't talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I know I dealt with that with food, uh, junk food and, and just food in general, this kind of, and, and I, I labeled it addiction because it seemed like, yeah, if I was feeling bad, let's have a big food party, you know, let's eat all the terrible things plus dessert and, and, you know, stuff myself till I feel terrible. And so it feels good in the moment, but then it feels just awful afterwards, what it does to your body system. And I like to say, we have to take care of our human spacesuits, <laughs> which is what our bodies are. You know, we come here as spirit and soul. And so we're, we're kind of driving these things around if we're doing things that are going to limit that kind of uh, apparatus's ability to carry us through life, which includes our brain, which includes all of our organs, then we're gonna we're gonna struggle a little bit. So um, again, I love that that kind of, you know, internal guidance system for you know, using that for what we intake and what we put into our bodies, very important. And, and it's interesting that you had that feeling that, or that, that thought like, oh, well, you only get it. It's a privilege that gets taken away from you. And I think there is that good, bad judgment. So again, very cool that, that, that comes up. And I think people uh, that'll help people who are kind of engaged in lifestyles where that's everywhere, 
say, all right, well, just because I don't, Leah, what do I do at the party or at the family function when I say no thanks? Oh, what? You got a problem? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure you give oh, them yeah. skills to deal with that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, so how did, um, for you, you mentioned kind of trying to do everything alone, which is our, you know, the theme for our show kind of used to frazzle you and trigger limiting beliefs and maybe even lead to a drinking habits. Um, can you share about how that sort of attitude of like, no one's, no one's around, no one understands me and maybe leaning on things like alcohol or junk food or whatever it is, shopping, <laughs> chocolate, um, can, can fill that void, but not in a healthy way. Yeah. So I, I, I think once you start really examining something, whether it is an addiction with food, alcohol, um, shopping, you know, social media, whatever it is, it's really starting to pay attention to your body and what's going on. So and, and I really want to make this really crystal clear. People sometimes think they have to do things perfectly, right? Like I have to do this perfectly. A lot of times just recognizing this doesn't feel good. I know some things might be wrong. doesn't mean it's bad or good, but it doesn't feel good to you. Um, we are so smart. We're so intuitive, but sometimes we ignore that stuff. So I think just paying attention to things that aren't serving you. Secondly, we aren't alone with anything. I promise there's so much like, you know, sometimes social media can be negative, but it can be so positive because there's so many people that are dealing with similar things, right? Like there's been like binge coaches, like people that overeat, there's obviously alcohol coaches, mindset coaches. We don't have to do this alone. And most times we think we're alone, but there's so many people that are struggling with the same things that we're struggling with. So with my limiting beliefs, especially with drinking is a couple, twofold. And this also goes into the business part too, but one is people pleasing. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, point. <laughs> yes. So what I see happen a lot of times, and sometimes this isn't so recognizable. I didn't really realize it until right before I actually said, I'm not drinking is people pleasing. So when we, we, so yes, people are going to judge us if we stop drinking, if we drink. At the end of the day, we can't please everybody. And when somebody is judging you for, let's say, not drinking, keep in mind that's their own insecurities around drinking, maybe alcohol culture, maybe they just don't know, but that's their own baggage. And we cannot accept that. Secondly is, you know, we have to sometimes realize that we have to do things that please us because ultimately if we do something for somebody else and I've done it, I've drank when I thought someone wanted me to drink and that feels awful. And then at the end of the day, if people love and support you, they're not going to care if you're, you know, not drinking and more times than less, a lot of people are like, wow, I wish I could do that. Or that's really cool. So more people actually pay more attention than you think. But we think that, you know, this people pleasing thing, we think we have to do these things to make people happy. So I think just recognizing why we're doing what we're doing. And with the limiting belief about um, quitting and, and just throwing in the towel, you know, I think everybody has limiting beliefs to some degree. Some people maybe have less, you know, than others. But so for me, like, when things get hard, sometimes I just want to quit. 
I just want to quit because it's so overwhelming. And I think that's why you have to remember you can you don't have to do this alone. Oftentimes we need to reach out for support. But with drinking, sometimes it would get hard. Like this is it's it's not easy to quit something that is it's number one, it's addictive and it's societal. Like I said before, it's a societal norm. So there's so many different layers to to quitting a substance. And so sometimes that's why you need to get help. But it's my opinion is all the times that I failed. And if you hear any successful person talk, they failed and that's where they learned. So instead of saying, okay, I can't do this. Maybe you need to take a break. Maybe you need to get some help. Um, because we don't have to do things perfectly. We never have to do anything perfectly. Yeah. And so I, no, no. Yeah. You're, t I totally agree. And, and I think it's important too when people like any habit that we have or any, any, the way that our day goes or our week goes, we start to identify with it. Like this is who we are. This is how life is now. So you start to remove something that is either a big part of it or a regular part of it. Um, that can be, that can shake people up and say, well, who am I now? Like, who am I this person that, that doesn't, that doesn't drink every other night or every weekend or whatever it is. Um, just like smokers, you know, I used to be a smoker. So it's like, you know, not smoking anymore. This is this I'm, I'm losing an appendage or something. And I think you're right when you have a new community that supports this birth of a new identity, um, especially if if someone has been socializing with people that that they drink with, but yet they don't have anything else in common with. That's that's when that aloneness can set in. So beautiful point to have that supportive community that yep, we you're more than that, you know, you know, and you've got a whole new parts of yourself that are being born through this choice. And uh, that can lead to really awesome, positive things. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, you, you, you asked before too, is I think when we have limiting beliefs or some of these negative thoughts with addiction, whether it's again, whether it's alcohol, food, shopping, sometimes that can kind of lead us down a rabbit hole where then we self-medicate, right? So if I'm feeling really like, I'm going to, this is too hard. I'm going to quit. Then I have these feelings, you know, maybe some anxiety I've had it and, and it, it just builds and builds and builds. And then maybe we drink or maybe we shop or maybe we do something. And so it's getting this tools in your toolbox to help you through those times. And that's why getting help, getting a coach, getting somebody to kind of back you up during those times to realize, oh yeah, I have that other really good coping skill in it's okay if I felt this way. It's totally normal sometimes to feel overwhelmed. We're busy. There's a lot going on in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, it's, it's all about just being with the discomfort, you know, and that's a huge uh, part of the spiritual journey is to learn to be with discomfort, be with negative emotions, quote unquote, negative emotions, um, knowing that these things are like clouds passing in the sky and they're not going to be there forever. But especially in the Western world, the bigger, better, faster, more world that we're in, it's like, all right, we want to feel good right now. We want the instant gratification. We want the dopamine hit. We want this. We want that. And we don't always, we're, we're not certainly not enculturated to look at um, the long-term effects of all of that. So beautiful point. You also mentioned um, earlier, or we talked about it before the show, that you had some childhood sensitivity. And I think it's really common for spiritually sensitive people. Um, who are a lot of people that I help um, to kind of fall into these negative habits. I know for me, it was food, it was smoking, it was drinking, it was some other things at the time. Um, and it was just like anything to 
kind of get out of the the sensitivity, the the overwhelming sensitivity that I felt on a daily basis. And so I don't know if that was like that for you, but you did mention that you saw spirit, you had some more paranormal experiences. Um, can you share about that and or anything else that you remember from being a spiritually sensitive child? Yes, absolutely. And I actually love that point about like soothing, like food and just highly sensitive people, because I definitely emotionally ate when I was a kid too. And I never actually thought about that correlation. So that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was very, very blessed because my mother was very spiritual and she saw a lot of ghosts. So it was never dismissed when I was growing up. So I think I was able to believe in what I was seeing. I had that opportunity to be, you know, to trust my intuition more and it wasn't shut down. Um, so I was very blessed in that and in that sense. So, yeah, um, I, I remember, couple of things very, very vividly is I remember when I was a kid, I, I probably was late elementary or early middle school. I heard a knock on my door. We had a dog at the time. So it made sense that the dog's tail would have knocked the door, but I wasn't fully asleep. So I know I wasn't dreaming, but I remember looking at this girl, this little girl standing by my bedside and I couldn't see her face, but I know she had long brown hair and she had a long dress on. And I felt like a sense of just peace and like, it wasn't scary, but I remember looking away and looking back and, and just thinking, huh. And, um, you know, and I, and I actually told my mom and my mom actually had a miscarriage. And the first thing that came to my mind and whether it was true or not, but at my, at that, at that stage, I thought it was the little girl that my mom lost, even though she would have been much younger. Um, that's what I told my mom and, and she was like, okay, but yeah. And so I, I did see things, um, you know, not all the time, but periodically I heard things sometimes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it was normal because again, my mom never shut it down. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. And you mentioned recently after, you know, quitting alcohol yourself and be, you know, getting more clear that some of that has started to come back and so you're starting to connect with angels and spirit guides. And maybe that even that little girl came back again. So I find that very interesting that, you know, when we open up to that new level of awareness, then spirit goes, okay, she's ready again. Let's, let's start connecting with that again. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's been so interesting. Um, and I, I think that, you know, just do meditating and be, and just really leaning into kind of, you know, being more intuitive has just been, it's been a really, really cool experience. And I, I feel like I'm being guided. I love that. Yeah, you mentioned that you followed your intuition to do all of this. So, mm -hmm. you know, it really was a, a an act of listening to that inner voice that has has changed your life and is now helping other people. So that's the whole point of following our calling, whatever it is, do do that one thing and the next direction will come to you guys. Um, you know, that just that is my soapbox. I will preach till the to my end of days. So so Chrissy, you mentioned um, that you have some current challenges, even though you're opening up, even though you're getting guidance that um, that anytime that desire to quit comes up, it gets, you know, things get hard to push forward to get through some things. You've got some self-doubt challenges and um, that that just shows up for you. So can you share how that's affected you recently? And you've been, start, you know, coaching this year and, and just kind of stepping into this stuff. How has that affected you recently? Yeah. So I think that, um, like, like I said, when I get overwhelmed, like I just, I, when things get, they feel hard and heavy, I want to quit. And um, 
you know, and that's definitely come up with definitely in the business, in the coaching world that, and it's not so much necessarily with the clientele, but it's like the things you have to do, like a website, you know, all these things that you want to do for your business. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. And then I joined this, this boss mom group. And I just was asking questions and I met a virtual assistant who actually helped me with my website and, and things that I just don't have the bandwidth to do. And then it really taught me the most valuable lesson. You don't have to do this alone. And, you know, maybe sometimes we need to, instead of like figuring everything out right now, okay, I need to take a break. I need to take a breather. Maybe I need to ask for help. You know, I don't have to have everything perfect this second. And so I think, you know, if you know, that's a limiting belief, okay, well, I know I'm not going to quit this because if I quit this, I'm going to feel awful. So what's another way to figure out how to, you know, get connected or get help or take a break, you know, instead of just throwing in a towel because things get hard. Awesome. Well, if you don't mind, I'd love to pull a few cards for you. It sounds like you've got that, that sorted out, but just in case it comes up again, I'm happy to provide some inspiration for you today. Well, thank you. Awesome. All right. So let's see here. Shuffling the cards. So yes, we've got um, the inner counsel card shows up for you first and intention. So you are definitely at that point on your path where you're listening and spirit is your boss. So I go here in the chest, this heart centered space in the core. So you've got this, if you imagine this wise counselor deep within yourself and it speaks and it says, Hey, Chrissy, it's time to do this thing. Um, and you'll set an intention. And sometimes if it doesn't go straight to where you thought it was going to go or where you were told it was going to go, that's when the doubt sets in. So I feel that it's important to then go back in and say, okay, I did that. What next? And, and continue to check in with that part of yourself. And that's something a lot of us forget, even us intuitives forget <laughs> that, um, that each step of the way it's, it's like reading a GPS map or, or having that GPS on your phone, tell you, okay, in 200 feet, you're going to turn right. Or your, your next, your next ride is 500 miles on those long trips, but it's going to be a left, you know? And so you're, you're getting one direction after another, instead of the, we get the big download. And I think that's what can be very overwhelming when we don't see it lining up right away. Can you share how that come, you know, how that lands for you in terms of, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, it's, and that's so, it's so true. I think that we're like, it has to be this way, one way. And oftentimes I have to always remind myself it's this or something better. Sometimes when we think things need to be a certain way, it ends up being way better than we thought, or it went totally different, but it's better. Yeah. So just to have that faith and you're right, bring it in and, and, you know, and just ask for help. Yes, exactly. Internally or externally and making sure that you're, you're knowing that it's, it's not, you don't have to do it alone because you're right. It does signal a lot of um, recovering codependents in any way or codependents who tend to be over helpers. We do. I'm one <laughs> recovering. Also, we tend to think, well, other people need help, but we don't. So we can do it all alone. And then of course we get, we shut ourselves down because it gets too much. So, um, or we go really slow when we could move forward a lot faster. So you're coming out of a time of healing, of learning how to direct your own flow in your life and, and kind of manifest. And the biggest challenge here is going to be 
um, taking the good with the bad. Um, and that is so often on, on the path of, of manifestation. We're so excited when something goes right, but then we doubt it when it goes wrong. So you're absolutely right on the intuitive path. We have to be open for things to happen in a way that we can't predict. It's going to be the way that feels best for us, the way that's in alignment with our spirits the most. Um, and, and we can't always know what that is. <laughs> so definitely letting go of expectations will be very helpful for you in, in all of this. Um, and yeah, confidence is the outcome of your challenge here. And you're coming, you're shedding your skin, becoming a whole new person um, as far as who you show up as in the world. Um, so that re really redirects your ego. And there may be some egoic challenges with that, like we mentioned earlier, that sort of like, who am I now? But allow spirit to define you and allow yourself to go full woo. I think there's going to be more <laughs> woo woo in your language and more spiritual um, path language in what you teach. And I think that's going to be a really fun transition for you. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, allowing me to share. I appreciate that. So um, where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do? Yeah, so um, I have a website. It's www.chrissyjanaga.com. Uh, so it's uh, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-J-A-N-I-G-A. -S -S I'm also on Instagram um, at Chrissy Janaga. Um, and I also do a Facebook group. And so it's for women only. It's a private group. We talk about, you know, potentially going alcohol free, after alcohol, you know, after alcohol challenges, so it's, we get, I get kind of get people in all different parts and stages. And we talk a lot about purpose manifestation. So the group is called glow vibes tribe. Love it. Love it. That's beautiful. Well, thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for sharing your light today. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to EmpoweredWisdomShow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.